Hi, Jill. Hello, Steve. Uh, let's talk today about uh, words that I think are going to be helpful for some of our intermediate uh, learners, mm -hmm. both when speaking and when writing, and particularly when they want to introduce thoughts, ideas, or perhaps, uh, you know, change direction mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. in their discussions. And I'm talking about words such as nevertheless, however, on the other hand. Moreover. Moreover. By contrast. Exactly. So There's lots of them. Sometimes, and these are very good because when you're speaking or you're writing, you, you need to introduce your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you are adding to what you just said, right? So you might say, today is a nice day. What's more... Mm -hmm. What's more, or what is more, if we're going to write it out. Or in addition. In addition, it's not only a nice day, it's a sunny day. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you were speaking, you might say, and on top of that, mm -hmm. it's my birthday. That's right. Which it isn't, by the way. <laughs> but you could say, on top of that, which you which wouldn't you do in writing. I was going, going to say, which you wouldn't do. use in writing. Yeah. But in writing, you might say, moreover. Right. And moreover is a very good term to use. Yes. So, in addition, moreover, furthermore. Furthermore, yeah. Furthermore. Uh, I use all of those actually quite a lot in mm -hmm. my writing. And and it's they're just so much better than always saying and and but. Right. You know, when That's you can... That's a very good point. When you can use these better words. One of the rules that you always hear about writing is don't start a sentence with and or but. Mm -hmm. Personally, I, I feel there are situations when you do start sentences with and and but. However, it's usually better mm -hmm. not to start with right. and or but. So either you don't have a word to start the sentence right. with, or you use uh, moreover, furthermore, and so forth. Um, now, we, we used words there where we were kind of expanding on the meaning. But sometimes we, we want to change directions. So... What are some of the change direction words? By contrast. By contrast. On the other hand. On the other hand. Um, however. 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 Uh, nevertheless. Nevertheless. Let's try using some of these. Uh, you know, uh, I was late for work today. Nevertheless, I'm so efficient. It didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you got everything done anyway. I got everything done anyway. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, or, um, you know, you could say something like... Um, or oh, I could say, I just to finish off mine, <laughs> yeah, uh, while you're looking for that, s that thought, <laughs> I could say, uh, you know, I came late. I came to work late today. Uh, nevertheless, it didn't matter because I'm so efficient. However, my boss didn't agree. <laughs> he didn't agree at all. Right. Uh, you can use more than one. That's right. So I could say, on the one hand, I think I'm entitled to come to work whenever I want. Uh, however, on the other hand, my boss has a different opinion. Right. So and you have to be careful. Um, you do have to be careful with these words that you don't overuse them. I mean, right. they are they are good words, and mm -hmm. I use them often. And, and in fact, I had an English teacher mm -hmm. in high school who was 
really, really big on these words. Mm-hmm. He he hated and in but, and right. he stressed the importance of these words all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why they're ingrained in me. Um, but it is important not to be repetitive, right. and so not to say, however, blah 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 blah, and then the very next sentence you start again with however. Right. Be absolutely. Be careful. That's, that's a good point. One thing, of course, we want people to do is to uh, to uh, uh, read this in our library and then save some of these words because we're using them once or twice. Mm-hmm. But if you save the word however or nevertheless or even a short, uh, you know, in contrast, I think was the one you mm-hmm. used, uh, a little phrase like that, you will generate a lot of sample sen- example sentences. Mm-hmm. And so then you'll see the word in many different context and that'll help give you a better sense of how these words are used so we are deliberately using these words here in order to give our learners a chance to save them them. when they read them in the library and when they listen to them now there are other words that I would call kind of like hedge words you know and this is very good in writing because in English we don't particularly in even in business but and and even more so in an academic uh, uh, you know context if you say, you know, that is absolutely wrong, that's generally not as effective as saying, it would appear, mm-hmm. you know, based on the evidence. Mm-hmm. Or, to some extent, mm-hmm. one could argue that. So, every time you can hedge, in other words, hedge, it would appear that, that's generally received better. Of course, people aren't going to be defensive immediately and get their backs up. It, because it, it's like it, they will feel like you are attacking them mm-hmm. if you say it or that you are attacking their opinion if you say um, no, that's completely wrong. I, I that is certainly true so that you're more persuasive uh, in that way but it's also true that um, when you use these terms it's, it suggests that you have been objective mm-hmm. in evaluating mm-hmm evidence. Mm-hmm. So it would appear that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you say it's obvious that, well, it may or may not be obvious. Mm-hmm. And the more uh, sort of uh, dogmatic, you know, your statement is, uh, people are generally more inclined to challenge what you say. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can say it would appear that, it seems that based on the evidence to some extent mm-hmm. or even to a great extent, mm-hmm. Uh, such and such is the case. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of words are very effective in in introducing ideas when writing. Right. Um, I think that's enough on that subject. Uh, I think when people are reading and and people who require English for academic purposes, uh, when they are reading academic uh, documents or papers where they see these kinds of words, even though they know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as we always say, they should save them mm-hmm. in our system so that they can create more examples for themselves of these words in use, and and then so get they into know the how habit to properly use them. Mm-hmm. Because so many people, like we've talked about before, do know them when they come across them in their reading, understand them, seem to to get what they mean, but don't necessarily use them correctly when when they try to write or when they try to speak. So. You see, there again, perfect example of a hedge word. You said they don't necessarily use them properly. Right. If you had said they never use them properly or they always use them wrong, 
Right. That is not as persuasive as saying they don't necessarily. That's the part we should have. There's another there one. You you there you go. They don't necessarily always use them correctly. Right. Now there, you're really overdoing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and again, uh, while these are terms that are particularly useful when writing, mm-hmm. I think the same applies when speaking. Yeah, for sure. And one thing that I have tried to do in our discussions at the linguist, uh, whereas we often talk about subjects that are easy to talk about, like uh, what did you do over the weekend mm. and your favorite food and so and forth. Pets. And pets. <laughs> but uh, this morning, for example, I had a discussion and I started talking a little bit about history. And we talked about the history of Japan and the history of Italy. It was more difficult for our learners to talk about those slightly more academic subjects. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to try with some of our more advanced learners to get into subjects that are a little more difficult Mm -hmm. to talk about Mm -hmm. and where some of these words, I think, can be be quite useful. And and in particular because the new uh, TOEFL is going to be testing people on their ability to make short oral presentations. Mm -hmm. So we want to help people, uh, you know, prepare for that kind of thing as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any other comments? Uh, uh, would there be anything you would like to add, <laughs> Jill? Uh, no, I think that's it for today. All right, then. Well, thank you, and uh, have a good weekend. Thank you. You too.